This podcast is meant to start important conversations about medical health. In no way is this to replace a face-to-face discussion with your healthcare professional. Hello and welcome to How's It Hangin'. This is your host, Paul Nelson. We are coming to you from the heart of Midtown Manhattan. Thanks for joining us. Today, we are talking about overall health and your penis. We have a question from Kevin, age 26. Kevin writes, I'm in good shape. I'm at the gym almost every day. So far, everything is working really well and I want to keep it working really well. I'm looking for supplements to help maintain sexual performance. Any advice? Ah, yeah, it's really common. Welcome to America. We are always hoping there is something to help us do better, be better. The idea of taking a pill and that will help us solve our problems is a really common belief. The fact is, taking care of your sexual performance is not very sexy. Uh, We have a special guest with us today, Mike Sargent, who is an exercise physiologist working in Manhattan. And he is specialized in men's health and especially men's reproductive health as it pertains to working in the gym. The idea is that men take supplements that they don't really need and that their body can't use and they just end up with really expensive pee. I think that about sums it up. So whatever is good for your heart is good for your dick is what we learn. So Mike, welcome. Help us figure this out. So I'm a uh, exercise physiologist, as you said. I, uh, in terms of the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to probably discuss how the overall vasculature health of, of your body can help maintain and uh, maintain proper erections through your, through your life. Um, and also how to do, you know, maintain healthy hormone support through lifestyle, exercise, dietary, um, maybe provide some insight on if what's out there and being marketed is actually worth the time and energy and money and if you're really just, you know, getting marketed to and... <laughs> and uh, Wasting your money or not. Wasting your money, getting expensive urine, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. We all like expensive urine, yeah, okay? Yeah. Only the finest. <laughs> so you, you mentioned right off the top, vascular health. So uh, what is vascular health? Um, so... Basically, if you think want to think of it more simplistically, it's it's certainly the same things that you're you're doing in your life for your cardiovascular health, your cardiorespiratory health. You know anything that your doctor has told you, especially for aging men, on things that would prevent um, heart attacks and strokes. Those also, you know, it's a whole chain. It's a whole cardiovascular system. The vascular part meaning everything that branches from your toes to your fingertips to and obviously, to, in this case, your, your penis. So um, one of the main things that you want to consider is that those same lifestyles will actually translate into to the bedroom in terms of your sex life long term. So what's good for your heart is good for your dick. That is a very good way to put it, yes. <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, we now, okay, here's the thing. I mean, I've heard you talk before about all this stuff, right? So... I mean, what what are we what are we looking right. at here? Do I have to become a gym rat? No, not necessarily. So your your blood vessels are lined with 
they're called your endothelial cells. I don't know if any of your guests have talked about that. That is the, what lines the blood vessels. They produce nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is what dilates our blood vessels. Okay. So, and by doing cardiovascular exercise and, you know, based on your, your abilities, that's whether you're playing sports, you know, bike, elliptical, treadmill, you know. It doesn't matter which, you know, modality or, or instrument that you use to get your heart rate elevated, but it is about elevating your heart rate. If you're in good shape, obviously doing more of the interval-based training, which is, you know, always a hot topic in fitness or HIIT training, that can obviously be probably deemed the most beneficial. And a misconception about that also is, is that it doesn't have to be mechanically stressful on your body to achieve those type of uh, results, meaning if you're on a bicycle, which is very low impact, we do an interval program where you do short bouts of high intensity, meaning your heart rate elevating to 85, 95% of your heart rate maximum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, going, doing that for like a minute or two and then dropping it, your heart rate for a minute and then doing that in the circuit back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So, so the, the exercise takes your heart rate up and then back down and up and down. It's Correct. not just like... Don't force me to run a race for three hours. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a, a, a distance thing. You could benefit. Like they've had research out there that, you know, even doing 15 minutes of interval training a few times a week is beneficial to the cardiovascular system. And would taking the stairs at work up yeah. six floors help? That's like the definition of interval training. Right? Oh, is it really? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, like, right, because you, 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 you go up all the stairs, and everyone knows if you go up more than, you know, four or five flights of stairs your your heart's pounding through your chest so you are getting that interval base every time you go up those stairs in this case okay so and like a good indicator that you're working hard enough is um we've all exercised and you get kind of blotchy on your skin or you get Mm -hmm. a little red in your skin that's really just your circulation it's called your peripheral circulation extending towards your skin Uh uh-huh um which gives it the red color and then obviously if that's the case, you want as much peripheral circulation if you're so, really talking about... I want blotchy skin. When you're exercising. When I'm exercising. Yeah, okay, yeah. no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> so when I'm taking the stairs, I should look down and go, wow, my skin is... Oh, maybe me. not just that, but like if certainly if you're doing 15 minutes you'll, of, right. of uh, in, intense intervals, you, you'll start to get that, that flush and that, that redness. Because red that, that's a huge indicator that, that nitric oxide has secreted and that your blood vessels are now dilated and and let me just point out to remind people uh we talked about nitric oxide is the initial thing in the chain reaction that creates an erection right that is the it's what helps dilate those blood vessels to allow more blood flow into the penis right right so i should also just to kind of stand that because i know i brought up you know, different, I know we're going to talk more about like nutrition and supplements uh-huh. that are out there is that that does not mean, and this is not a solicitation to take nitric oxide supplementation to improve that. Ah, uh, good point. Because right. a lot of things like if you, I know you had your testosterone episode, obviously if you start taking testosterone, you're, uh, synthetically your body stops making testosterone, right? right. It's like, if it's present in the body, your body stops making the production. Similar effects with nitric oxide, right? Like you don't want to just take nitric oxide before any time you exercise or before any time you work, uh, or getting want to have sex with someone. 
because then it's all of a sudden if you're taking a supplement, your body stops naturally producing it. If you stop naturally producing it, then you're a customer for life. Wow. Okay. So think about it like that. So not, there are nitric oxide supplements. Oh, they're all over the place. And so we take them thinking people take them to think it'll make yeah. them stronger or bigger. Or? It's just it's it kind of it can facilitate that by opening up blood vessels. So okay. theoretically, you would be getting more blood. You'd be warmed okay. up quicker. You could lift heavier because you have more. But that means then I'm getting my nitric oxide through a pill, and that means my penis is yes. going to stop making pill, it so much. Pill, drink, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, and then there's also the arginine pills right? and supplementation. Now, that's a little different, though, because that's like an analog, right? So arginine uh-huh. stimulates your body to produce its own. So that would obviously be a, a better option than just taking straight nitric oxide. But, again, I'm of the you know belief that we should get our bodies to nor- function as normal as possible to right. produce. Right, we want our bodies to, the opt- at an optimal level of all things. Right, correct. It's like we're not, you know, there's too much reliance on on everything. Like, oh, I'm gonna eat crappy and just take this cholesterol pill. I'm just gonna be widely unhealthy and take this blood pressure pill. Oh, well, I don't have high blood pressure because I take a pill. That's not the way. Right. Unless you just want to be on Cialis and Viagra constantly. <laughs> right, right. Okay. That's, that's a good point. So, right, don't look for your health care at your local GNC store. Yeah, there's a way. Yeah, I'm just... Not picking on GNC, but... Uh, no, but not it, at Don't all. get your health care in a bottle. Correct. Especially in this case, because you don't want to be reliant upon a pit, like a nitric oxide pill or drink to get blood flow to your penis you want to you want the penis to pay its nitric oxide when you want it when you're about to have sex right (laughs) okay that's that's really interesting you talked a little bit uh about supporting your hormones Mm -hmm. um what, what does that mean what does that look like what are you talking about with that so a few different things from lifestyle um we can first and foremost uh start with sleep um Obviously, when you have restful sleep, that's when your repair processes happen. That's when your body, you know, rebuilds, gets your hormone spike, all, uh-huh. all of all of that. So you'll notice, like, if you have any, I know you you've done like a lot of sleep study research, and mm-hmm. it's always it, it's always a consideration that that physicians use in sexual in sexual health is. All right, if someone's not sleeping or getting into their deep, restful sleep, the likelihood that they have, or overnight workers, for instance, get a lot of patients like that uh, because they're not sleeping properly. Um, so, you know, getting, you know, as, as close to, you know, eight hours of sleep a night would obviously help. That's always first and foremost. Um, from an exercise standpoint, eventually you want to prepare your body to lift heavy weights even if you're older and obviously if that means whatever your perception of heavy is based on your age and capability but lifting powerfully and lifting you know mechanically sound can help build a stronger hormone response um, once you're actually resting and back into again when Mm -hmm. you're sleeping and resting um, the interval training, such as what we discussed previous with the vasculature health, so that high-intensity interval training, again, doesn't have to be inten- uh, 
mechanically difficult on your body. But, um, and like if you ever just, for instance, if you look at the, the, the body of a sprinter versus the body of a marathoner, the sprinter has, you know, it's built like a brick shit house. Like they have muscles on top of muscles and their hormone levels are through the roof just because of the nature of their sport. It's one giant interval every time you all out exercise oh, and then rest yeah, sure. and then all out exercise and then rest. So that type of exercise can help have uh, greater hormone production. And then from a nutrition standpoint, I always counsel people on trying to choose dietary approaches that reduce, you know, systematic inflammation in your body. Um, and that can go for pretty much any health condition. Um, if it's healthy for hormone production, it's healthy for the cardiovascular system, the digestive system. When your body is uh, has a reduction in, in uh inflammation so what foods cause inflammation hmm. or what categories of uh, foods? i mean alcohol and smoking is obviously like the two the two words right yeah which you know no one likes to hear um and basically anything that's processed food which is obviously prevalent and cheap so it's so, so right fa- fast food right or obviously even yeah. frozen food in the, the hungry yeah. man yeah it's like you, tv you, dinner you go and look at the you know, an easy trick is you go to the you go to the grocery store. You look at the labels, like how long is the label? Is is there a, seven different chemicals listed in in your food? If there's seven chemicals that compromise whatever you're eating, then obviously that is an unnatural product that your body's going to have difficulty identifying and yeah. created an inflammatory response so, starting in, obviously in your digestive tract and then moving elsewhere. Okay. So so when you talk about processed food does that include processed sugar? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so, so that means so so processed sugar like that we sprinkle on our cereal or we get uh in baked goods or whatever like that that is going to be inflammatory of in course. our system. So healthy uh, natural sugars like oranges, apples, anything fruit is not going Yes. To... No, it is. So the oh, that's different. Even so, that cause. Right. No, no, no. So the idea is is the difference between fruit and sugar. Like obviously fruit has high sugar content. Right. The difference between your chocolate croissant at your favorite bakery. Right. The fruit has a, a giant fiber content, which obviously helps facilitate digestion. It doesn't create a blood sugar spike. Okay. Um, so if you if you it's better to identify foods in terms of like the glycemic index if you've ever used that. Yeah, like yeah. diabetics will use the glycemic index. So to, is it the spike that's dangerous? It's the spike because then there's an insulin response. Then insulin response means fat storage. Like there's, there's a bunch of things that happen in your body. Okay, but it, more so than that, though, it's really just about chemically and processed foods will create an inflammatory response. response in your body, which is not what you want in terms of right. Diet, you want to avoid dietary. inflammatory responses. Correct. Just like uh, what about meat? Red meat, uh, does bacon, is bacon worse for you than chicken in, um, in the inflammatory response thing? We know it's bad, worse for you for fat content. Right, right. Not, not necessarily, especially if, in terms of an inflammatory response, the answer would be no. 
you can choose pick and choose based on your your cholesterol content and your your fat content like obviously bacon is giant saturated fat right or, 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 like, we all know about the fat yeah but bacon. Like, correct yeah <laughs> yeah no, everyone knows about that uh <laughs> but so yes so the par- problem with bacon is not that it's got an inflammatory response the fact that it's really high in fat saturated fats and right. that's going to take a toll in a different aspect of your health right Right. I, I try to, you know, the reason I don't like have a, like a vendetta against bacon or chicken or any meat in general is that develop the habit of eating whole foods. And whole foods are what I mean, like, like something with, it's very simplistic. It's like meat, fish, vegetables, you know, whole, right. Whole, gra- I mean, you can eat whole grain or quinoa or like any right. or sweet potatoes. Somebody, you know, things that come, you know, something like a sweet potato. I'm not going to tell okay. you not to eat. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just real foods, not things that are just manufactured and made in plant. That's right. like the basically well, the the gist of what I'm going for. Well, here's a question. Um, I just heard uh, an uh, an article. I think it was on NPR about the new fake meat like beyond mm-hmm. beef or beyond all this stuff and then there's all these they're branded and someone said no these are still highly super processed versions of food and the goal should be stick to the farm whatever you can get on the farm is going to be right. better even if it's fake meat it's not great for you would you agree with that uh in general yes i would agree with that because i can't sit here and just give you all I gave you about the idea right, right. of eating whole foods and then saying, I mean, because that is the epitome of a processed right. pr, you know, product. So it's which, not the answer to our dreams, in other words. No, it's not the answer to your dreams. I guess it's more so an opportunity to to make sure that you're not eating as much saturated fat, which obviously is provided by animal flesh. Right, so right, right. by eliminating that, if you're someone who struggles because you eat a high-fat diet and you're looking to reduce fat in your diet then i i could understand the argument for having the 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 fake meat correct yeah yeah yeah. but in general it's still a highly processed product yeah i would say just man i would see it's more healthy to eat other things in smaller portions so and don't get used to like you know just because i'm saying it's okay to eat steak doesn't mean i'm saying that go eat 24 ounces of steak no 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 no, right 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 we're supposed to eat like four to six ounces of of protein right Right. that's a a, a small chicken breast right and you know i'm always i'm always a little bit more liberal with my mind too because i like to eat meat you like meat yes of course yeah so <laughs> but in in general like you know right obviously the 24 ounce uh the 24 ounce uh steak there is not going to do you that many favors in terms of saturated fat content. right um so okay so <laughs> inflammation is the killer that, yeah, that, that, it bothers blood. Like, if you think of it, heart heart disease is an inflammatory disease of the blood vessels, okay. and more specifically, the blood vessels leading to the heart in this yeah. case. Or if it would, were to be a stroke, a stroke and a heart attack are the are the same exact thing. One happens in the heart, one happens in, in the, the brain. brain. And so we don't have a stroke in our penis, which means we want the blood right. vessels in our penis to and stay healthy, yes. not inflamed. And it's also worth noting that the, the blood vessels in your extremities, meaning your, your fingers and your toes and your penis, they are smaller, meaning they show those signs of 
hardening and narrowing. Yes, like margin of error. Correct. Right? And they 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 just they show those signs of heart disease prior to the big oh, blood yes. vessels leading to the organ, right? Yes, there was just a couple months ago a study that showed our atherosclerosis showed up in yes. pictures of the penis before any other blood Yeah, a lot body. of times it can be used as a warning sign. Erectile dysfunction can be used as a warning sign or a precursor for saying like, hey, if we don't change things... This is what's next. Right. So you, we just had a, a stroke in your penis. In other words, it didn't work ED. Correct. The yeah, next thing could be a stroke way. in your heart, a stroke in your You could brain. also think of it as the reason why, you know, I feel like as everyone gets older, you'll notice that they're more sensitive to temperature and it being cold out. And uh-huh. uh, if you aren't getting good circulation in your fingertips and your toes, then you should probably be most certain that you're not getting good circulation in your penis yes, as well. Right, right, right. right. So... Because those are the last small branches of That's the right. vasculature system. And we do know that loss of blood flow, healthy blood flow to the penis, causes penile atrophy. And no uh-huh. guy wants a smaller dick. <laughs> so, so if we keep our vascular system, because it is true, men complain, our older patients complain, my dick has gotten smaller and he's 60 years old. And you're like, even though you discount for, okay, he's heavier, he's got a bigger fat pattern on the base of the penis, his penis definitely is smaller because there's just less blood flow. Right. Well, it's just the same idea of like, obviously, you're, if you're a regular exercise, if regular exerciser that if you're lifting weights and, and trying to gain hypertrophy in size, like obviously the blood flow to those muscles is a, is a factor in terms so, of how well that would happen. So exercise your penis, use it or lose it. Yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's that's really fast. You mentioned before we were we were just chatting before we started about the idea that leg exercises, mm-hmm. what exercises you ger- do during the day, can have an effect on the restorative process during sleep. So tell me about that a little uh, bit more. Yeah. So what I was what I was trying to convey mm-hmm. was that. When you utilize your bigger muscle groups, um, such as your legs, like deadlift, legs, leg press, um, you know, compound movements, meaning not single joint exercises, Mm -hmm. not just like plain old leg extension, leg curl, using your legs kind of as a unit wholly and moving and heavy weight will yield a, a greater hormonal response in your body, um, and what you're doing is you're breaking down muscle tissue as you exercise. Um, you get that lactic acid or that, that burning or that buildup um, of lactic acid. And what that signals is, is that your body needs to repair tissue. Mm-hmm. And you repair tissue and uh, replenish hormones. All of these things happen during re- sleep and restful sleep. Okay. So, for instance, if you're someone that, even if you exercise and then you go out and you drink, you know, a bottle and a half of wine and then you sleep like crap that evening, you shouldn't expect that your your muscles are going to be repaired in the morning and that your hormones are going to be replenished. And then all of a sudden, if you do it again the next night and then the next night and the next night, you're not, your body's actually not ever repairing itself both hormonally, 
in from a, That's from a tissue point. So, so. so even I'm exercising every day, if I'm then treating my body badly by... Of course, there's a ton of people out there, and everyone's been there before, like, you know, especially, you know, like when you're in college, like, you work out all the time, and you drink all the time, and, and then if you... It, you do these things and you don't look any different and you've been like I've been killing myself in the gym and you can usually just look at the fact that you know if you have three or four drinks in an evening you know it's going to undo all the benefits that you did at the gym I don't want to say it's going to undo there's other benefits of you know of, of exercise but you lost well. the restoration but in terms of process your, correct sleep. right like if you're really trying to continue to move forward with your with your health and your performance then obviously that will diminish it or slow its yeah. rate Wow, this is all really interesting. Um, lots to talk about, lots to think about. Um, yeah, the idea of... So be- basically, if I wanted to do two good things for my penis today, mm-hmm. it would be first, interval training. Yeah. Which means get your heart rate up, let it go down, get your heart rate up, let it go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, for, yeah, definitely. That was a very simplistic very way of simple. putting it, but so yes. And, and would you say number two would be uh, avoid inflammation-inducing food, beverages, smoking. Inflammation is probably the number two thing, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yes. And it, I mean, but like, also, I mean, we talked about this a ton when we worked together, right? Like, all of this stuff is a cyclical process, right? Yeah. If you don't, if you don't sleep well, you can't exercise hard. If you don't exercise hard, you know, you don't get the the vasculature benefits. Like, everything you're saying, like, if, and if you don't sleep, then, you know, your body doesn't rid yeah, itself so, of inflammation. So, if it doesn't rid itself of inflammation, it performs at a poorer, yeah. you know, rate. Or So it's like, to say one thing's more important than another, it's like you have to take it as an approach that everything that you do is about creating a, a healthy working system it's, it's a network not a not a not a road i mean right. it's, it's all interconnected back on right, itself because if there was one specific thing that cured everyone's or even ED problems, problems yeah. like then then we'd be rich then we, well, we'd be out of a job <laughs> yeah but then but we'd be rich <laughs> <laughs> yeah so right so the, right all this is predicated on so a healthy diet healthy sleep taking care of yourself eating right and exercising Gee, sure. I hate to say it, that's all really kind of unsexy. We've all heard it all before, right? Yeah, but, you It's know, still true. It's still true. Well, thank you. This has been really interesting. This is... The depressing story is there is no magic bullet. There's, There's no, no magic, magic bullet. bullet. It's not at the gas station. It's not, it's not at bullet. the gas station. There's no horny weed pill at the gas station that's just going to all of a sudden change your life. It's just... Plain old self-care. Inconsistency and, and, life, and habit forming. It's, right. it's really about habit forming. I mean, because the X's and O's of being healthy are well established. Yeah. Everyone knows yeah. that you can. It's about how you can actually live your life and your day-to-day with some semblance of a schedule and a plan and being able to be consistent in, in that plan. Right. So. Right. Okay, well, thank you, Mike, so much. This has been really interesting. Uh, if listeners have any questions, uh, email us at howsithangingpodcast at gmail.com. Listen, thank you so much, Mike. It's great to have you here. Yes, thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you for tuning in.